1: Is it July 4th weekend yet? Almost. Well, Jesus. Yes. Welcome to tonight's Andrea Kay Show on not just this any Friday Eve, but also as we are rolling into 4th of July weekend, in which we will celebrate the... I think the greatest anniversary of a country in the history of the world, because we are and we remain the greatest country in the history of the world, which is why so many millions of people are trying to flood our borders. And we've got breaking news on that tonight. Is SCOTUS going out on a bang or a whimper? We've got uh, two rulings that we're going to share with you guys tonight that came out today, one of which involving the border and one of which involving... The green energy climate change agenda of the Biden administration and all the globalists around the world, including a whole lot of rhinos in D.C. Trump has spoken out against the D.C. darling of the January 6th committee. Those who thought that she was going to be this little 20 something year old upstart was going to take him down her testimony, at least. We're going to share his response to that as well as something that he's hoping and, and pushing for in terms of a repercussion for her. What is he hoping that's going to happen given her testimony? That and more to share with you guys tonight. Before I go any further, let me remind all y'all that we are streaming live on the Facebook uh, the Facebook page for The Answer San Diego. Keep those comments rolling there. We'd love to check those out during the show. And also during the show, you can give us a call here at 888 for 1170 If you're familiar with these two major hearings, there was actually three rulings today that came out of SCOTUS. There's actually a couple of more that are going to be coming down, but the two big ones today involved the border and the allow, uh, allowing the Biden administration to get rid of Remain in Mexico. And there's actually seems like there's some conservatives that actually think that SCOTUS did the right thing here, in spite of the fact that the the fallout from that could be huge and i want to hear from you 888-344-1170 did you have you uh, do you have you read the rulings do you have an understanding do you agree with them from a legal standpoint as to them allowing the biden administration to remove the remain in mexico todd benzman who wrote the book the Covert border wars will be here after the first break and he will give his perspective On that. Before I go any further, I gotta bring in my man, the Bith and the legend. It's DJ Potato Skins. It will
0: include and across the board DJ DJ Potato Skins. DJ DJ Potato Skins.
1: Andrea, don't stop thinking about tomorrow. (laughs) Don't start teasing too early, my friend. We uh, we've got something fun to share with you guys coming up. You know what's been fun for me? And maybe for you guys? What's been fun for me is to see since the uh, the Liz Cheney overly hyped the testimony of what was supposed to be a major White House insider. Look, when this own, when this woman's own account involves her claiming that she was brought into a room to clean some ketchup off the wall. She's hardly a big from inside the Trump administration. And the attempts to try to rehabilitate her, to try to clean up the mess that was this testimony are really quite entertaining. I'm really enjoying it quite uh, very much. Um, and, And the... including now being the that anybody who questions her is misogynistic. Well, you know what? It ain't just the men out there that are criticizing her, like Donald Trump, who did do an interview and spoke out about her today. And here's what he had to say. Uh, Skins, please play clip six.
0: The woman is living in fantasy land. She's a social climber, if you call that social. You know, some whack job can say this stuff and get away with it. And other things that I wanted guns at my rally. Okay, now I'm speaking. Why would I want guns? I don't want people having standing with guns in my
1: rally. Misogynistic? I don't think that's misogynistic. Don't put out, don't trot out. This is as a woman, this is something I particularly resent from the left. I consider it to be incredibly pandering to me and my lady parts that you're going to trot some woman out And then expect that she be so frail and so fragile that she can that she can uh, make these kinds of claims and have to be protected against misogyny because she's too frail to be able to accept any criticism for her. You're going to you're going to accuse the president of the United States of trying to murder a Secret Service agent. Well, you better be willing to accept some investigation, some inspection of you. There should be some cross examination of your claims. And you know what? The person that you're falsely accusing of trying to choke out a Secret Service Service agent ought to have the right to, to question your veracity, question your motives and question your mental health. And to call her a social climber is just another way of of saying that she's a part of the swamp. This is what we this is what they do. How many people claim to be Trump supporters going into the White House only to stab him in the back every step of the way all day, every day? And at times I thought that included Ivanka and Jared. In fact, at one point in which he said that the press were the enemy of the people, she did an interview and said that, that she disagreed with him. She was probably the, the the most undermining of anybody in the White House in his inner circle. Of course, she's a social climber. Of course, that's why she's doing this. We don't know what she's been offered and the cover of, well, she's un, under oath. Since when is anybody a Democrat that's willing to go after a, a Republican, particularly somebody in the Trump administration or the Trump orbit, ever been held accountable? Sussman, who was caught red-handed, Michael Sussman caught, uh, caught red-handed, manipulating and lying to the FISA courts, falsely, he he falsified records and and a FISA warrant request to the FISA courts of falsely alleging that Carter Page was an operative for a foreign government when he was an operative for the CIA, still has his law license. He didn't face any repercussions. When Hillary Clinton's dude went and called up James Baker, the lawyer for her, Called up, uh, no. That it was Klein Smith who falsified records to the FISA courts, and it was Michael Sussman, Hillary's lawyer, who called up James Baker and made false allegations against Trump to get him to get him to to affect the outcome of the election. Lied and said he was just a concerned citizen and wasn't and wasn't there representing anybody when he was represented by Hillary Clinton and the check cleared that day. He was prosecuted in courts and the in the jury. In Washington D.C., which is ninety almost ninety nine percent Democrat, sitting with a jury, they were all Clinton donors. They let him walk because they said, "What's the big deal of lying?" They literally that was their explanation for why somebody who was caught lying to the FBI got acquitted because they said it really wasn't that big deal to lie. So, no, I'm tired of this thing of well, she's under oath, so she's you know you're not allowed to question her testimony. Well, of course we we better be questioning it now, Liz Cheney was asked about, okay, well, you know, the Secret Service has come out and said that, that this didn't happen. Are we going to hear from the Secret Service? Well, here's what Ms. Liz Cheney, and I use the term Ms. Cheney loosely. Skins, clip three.
0: Did you seek testimony from Tony Ornato or Robert Engel uh, to corroborate or to refute what she said?
1: Um, I don't want to get into too many details. Uh, the committee has spoken to both uh, Mr. Ornato and Mr. Engel, and um, we uh, welcome additional testimony um, under oath from both of them and from anybody else in the Secret Service who has information about any of these issues.
0: Do you expect that that testimony will be live testimony under oath, like, like her testimony, and for the world to see? How, how is well, that going to happen?
1: Look, we, we have been working with the Secret Service. We've interviewed, as I said, a number of individuals in the Secret Service. Um, we will continue to do so. And um, I think it is important that their testimony be under oath. Is that just the biggest bag of weasel doo doo you've ever heard in your entire life? We've been in touch with the Secret Service. If they gave a crap about the truth about this story, they this girl would have never been on the stand because they would have because it would have been the Secret Service agents that they would have interviewed first. The supposed victims, the supposed physical assault and and murder attempt victims would have been the first people that they would have talked to. And therefore, this girl would have never taken the stand. This is this is what's masquerading as a Republican, Liz Cheney. She's a, she's another social climbing, social climbing swamp dweller. That's what that's what it's all about. It's in, in D.C. and this is why we needed to drain the swamp, because in D.C. what's going on is um, it's all about it's it's not about principles. It's not about values. It's not about I- anything about America. It's all about making money and, and increasing power. I, I heard a report today that one of the gals that was part of the communications team, and I think she actually worked for Mike Pence at one point, uh, you could see a videotape of her talking about extolling how proud she was to work for Donald J. Trump and how amazing he was. And the more you got to know him behind the scenes, the, the greater you got to see him as an individual, now um, is one of the co-hosts on The View and spends all day, every day, falsely accusing him of all kinds of stuff and stuff and demeaning and defaming him all day. And the reports are, is that before the election in 2020, she was actually interviewing agents and trying to get media jobs. So going forward, what I hope is that and clearly this, this girl, whatever her motivations were, she was never anybody that had any business being anywhere near the Trump, the, the Trump White House. He's actually calling, And wants the DOJ to investigate her for lying under oath, as I've already said, that that, you know, it's a great request, but there's zero chance of that happening. Zero chance. Nobody ever faces any any accountability for crimes that they commit in Washington, D.C. if they're a Democrat. If they're the son of a Democrat and they've got all kinds of criminal activity on their laptop, if they're the former vice president and they spent their time in office trotting their son around to do deals with communist dictators and, and other people around the world, there's nobody who faces any accountability, especially, especially if they're somebody that's willing to lie, cheat, defraud the courts perjure themselves, do whatever they got to do to bring down Donald J. Trump and the 75 million MAGA voters that support him we got to shift gears and take it down to the border because SCOTUS did issue a ruling today right on the heels of such brilliance as as the Supreme Court overturning Roe v. Wade and returning the right to bear arms in New York back to the people. Then suddenly they come out with this ruling on the border that has people scratching their heads. Some conservatives are still saying it was a good deal. I'm not an expert on the border, but Todd Benzman is, and he's going to be here at the other side of the break and tell you everything that you need to know about the SCOTUS ruling and what's happening at the border This is the Andrea Kay Show on AM 1170. The Answer, San Diego.
0: Andrea Kay the Donut Queen of San Diego. It's the Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego.
1: Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Glad to have you guys here with me, particularly if you're in San Diego and the border town, because SCOTUS, man, they were heroes last week, and then they issued a ruling today involving the border that's kind of making at least a couple of the Republicans look like zeros again. And a couple of the typical suspects, Kavanaugh and Gorsuch, um, sidled over, to the Democrats and sided with the Biden administration in not fulfilling the requirements of remain in Mexico. Here to discuss is border expert, ex, expert, and author of the book "The Covert Border War," Todd Benzman. and he's back on the Andrea K. Show tonight. Glad to have you with me tonight on this big day for those of us who care about the border, Todd Benzman.
2: Oh, great to be here! Thanks for having me.
1: Your thoughts on there's actually much to get into and involved in what's going on at the border because the reality of what's happening down there, aside from this this ruling, what's really happening on the border is not being told to to the American people. But I first want your including, by the way, you San Diegans, an 8,000 square foot facility in TJ in Tijuana to house Muslims coming here, including those that were part of the Iranian Revolutionary Guard. We're going to get into that in a moment. But, Ton Bensman, give us your perspective on the SCOTUS ruling today.
2: Sure. Well, I'm probably falling to the camp of people who don't think this is that big of a deal. And here's why. Because, since the Biden administration was required by the court to maintain remain in Mexico in December, they've only used it to push back about 7,200 uh, illegal aliens. And if you put that in, in perspective, that's like one day of yeah. traffic. And so what, what, it, what they had done is they had, they had cut so many loopholes in the thing that uh you know for example uh you know they would ask hey are you afraid would you be afraid if we returned you to mexico and if the answer is yes well guess what you get to stay um that's that's not trump's remain in mexico at all uh so in five months you know they put enough people back over that equals maybe a day of regular apprehensions news, and so close your and so uh as a result It really wasn't acting as a deterrent Mm -hmm. Uh, when I was down there uh, most recently and even before that and talking to immigrants like nobody was thinking about that. Nobody was worried about it. But when I was down there, when Trump was in office and he put seventy five thousand in a very short period of time, that's all anybody was talking about. And they were going home. Uh, well, let me let me Honduras.
1: interject then. So it sounds as though the Biden administration was never really doing remain in Mexico in the first place. No. Okay. No,
2: so no, they cut so many loopholes in it that now that they got rid of it, so what?
1: Right. I get it. Although you know, if, if you read uh, Justice Alito's dissent here, it's that actually the law states that they must return these people. They're not allowed to catch and release and throw them into our country. They they need to be returned. Um, nevertheless, there are some people actually conservatives today saying, look, you know, we're, we're celebrating Roe v. Wade and the New York city concealed carry weapon rulings because that gave the power back to the States. We've had too much of a, of a practice in this country of power being centralized in the courts. And if, if Donald Trump had a right to do remain in Mexico, then they've got a right to not do remain in Mexico. And this gets the power back to the executive branch. And that's an art, an argument I can get behind. Um, And 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 then, but then, what has to happen is the American people need to understand what's actually happening at the border. And everybody's talking about these fifty migrants that died in a truck. Get it? Horrible, absolutely horrific. Um, But then I see when I'm following you on Twitter that the day after Abbott, uh, just a couple days ago, he he gave a speech. Three hundred people just walked across. And and one of them died, I guess, on on this woman's property. I mean, talk about the flood of illegals coming into this country.
2: Okay, yeah. And so this gets a little bit complicated, but I'll try to simplify. Okay. So we still have Title 42 in play. Uh, About 40% of all immigrants that reach the border and try to cross it are returned under Title 42. Uh, By the way, that's a a very declined number because earlier in the Biden administration, it was more like 60 percent, 70 percent. But but in any case, the the nationalities that are being targeted for Title 42 are Hondurans, Guatemalans, El Salvadorans and Mexicans. Everybody else gets a pass uh venezuela it's just it's odd they just select yeah they select nationalities for the free pass treatment uh and and part of that has to do with mexico and which nationalities they'll take and which ones they won't take when Trump was in office it took who he said they were going to take or else he would just punish them with trade tariffs under the biden administration the Mexicans dictate who they're going to take and who they're not going to take. And, and they've decided they're not going to take people who are not from contiguous countries to them. So we are having to just bring in thousands and thousands of Venezuelans, Colombians, Nicaraguans. uh, And when we, when I say we bring them in, we, we, uh process them, Border Patrol processes them after about a day or two right off the river, and then gives them to the nonprofit organizations that put them on buses for all four corners of the United States. That bus operation, and there's an air operation too, goes on seven days a week, 30 days a month, thousands upon thousands of just pouring into the country so that's the 60 percent of the 40 percent being sent back they're runners they run they hide they get in these trucks and these people who died in the trucks are going to be the Hondurans Guatemalans and El Salvadorans that are subject to 42 that I just mentioned what their game is Uh, is to get into the interior of the country. They just have to get 100 miles in uh, because the Border Patrol's jurisdiction is 100 miles from the border. Okay. But when they get past that 100 miles, uh, the administration has eliminated deportations. Oh, is that why? that's
1: okay? Excuse me for interrupting. That explains why the checkpoints aren't manned anymore in Southern California, or the checkpoint up um, by way of Temecula, which is about those are about 100 miles from the border. Right? So uh, we're, we're talking to Todd Benzman of of, uh, author of covert border war about the removal of, of the remain in Mexico. Okay, so they want to get to the interior. I heard. That there's actually they've decided to centralize a whole bunch of it into it into a town in North Carolina. I think that this is incredibly calculated in order to affect the outcome of elections. They know that they're not going to be able to, you know, finagle a a lot of ways to get them to vote. But here they we have motor voter here in California and illegals are voting because they get to register when they get granted the ability to drive. Um, so clearly this is an operation meant to change the complexion of this country. And I don't mean skin color. I mean, culturally and, and politically is what it's meant to well, do.
2: Yeah. Uh, well, okay. So, so you're right. Uh, the, you're absolutely right that it is, a it is, it is planned. It's very well planned. Um, I don't know that that is the, the uh, you know, specific goal of it, but it is definitely planned. In my view, the goal is to avoid a big Del Rio migrant camp looking thing on the border. They, they are moving these people as fast as they can off the border so that you can't see them.
1: Well, yeah, true. So we, yeah, they don't want the yeah, optics. They, they they want to avoid the, want optics the optics of, of of what's happening to the border, um, but to you know they would love to flip Florida red. I mean blue. They would love to flip some of these th- these red areas and turn them more blue they, because. Um, you know that's the this is a this is a permanent voting block for them, and they know it. And Republicans like to talk about the fact that oh these these immigrants coming here, um, you know they've just got such a natural, you know thing in common with you know with Republicans because they're primarily Catholics. These are people coming from incredibly impoverished conditions, uh, failed governments. Who we've got our own American citizens that don't appreciate the Declaration of Independence, the U.S. Constitution, and that our that our rights come from God, and that you're not entitled to anything but opportunity. And these are people coming here. Specifically for the entitlements And once they get voted And they will vote for whatever party Is going to give them the most And that's been promised to to be the Democrats I want to talk while I've got you on the phone You're one of the few people that's been willing to talk about The risk of terrorists coming in And I read today I saw this article from your Twitter feed That so many Muslims are crossing the border That a shelter for Muslim migrants Has opened in Tijuana This is an 8,000 square foot facility That's huge this has been organized in part from the Latino Muslim Foundation based in San Diego and TJ. They raised half a million dollars to make the, reality, the face, uh, facility a reality um, in spite of the fact that according to this article, Jihad Watch, which I assume is Robert Spencer, 50 people on the terror watch list have been apprehended on the southern border so far this year and we're just in June. 50, Todd Benzman.
2: Well, he's right that there are very significant numbers of immigrants coming from Middle Eastern countries, from terrorism countries. Right now, 40%, more than 40%, 45, 48% last month of everybody who crossed that border was not from Mexico or those three Central American countries. They fall from all over the world. That is the by far uh, five times higher than, than anything in modern history in terms of like multinational uh, demographics coming through. It's just stupendous. It really characterizes this mass migration crisis as something very different than anything we've ever had in the country before. And a lot of them are coming from those countries. So I am not surprised at all that somebody put up a shelter that is uh, caters to that demographic. And I agree that the uh, shelter people should be asked. Somebody needs to ask what they're doing to vet Mm -hmm. uh, the folks that are coming through. If they really um, are not a nefarious or have no uh, negative intentions They would do whatever they would open their doors to the FBI and to journalists and uh, DHS. Yeah, but excuse me
1: for interrupting as we're running out of time, but, it. but, but the problem is how do you vet? This is the problem we've had. How do you vet? How, you know, the, the FBI, they, they decided years ago, they're not even going to look at social media. Otherwise, they could have stopped the fiance killer from coming here and shooting up a Christmas party in San Bernardino. Um, on top of it, according to this article, the Biden administration has lifted a controversial ban on the entry into the U.S. of Iranian men who had been constricted into the IRGC, which is a foreign terrorist organization organization. organization uh and and iran is the largest state sponsor of terror terrorism in the world they are they actually are more responsible for the deaths of american soldiers and our conflicts and our wars around the world than those in iraq and afghanistan it was iran who was behind all that and he has lifted uh the um ability for them to come into this country that that was um they were designated a terrorist organization in 2019
2: Well, it's, it's more than dangerous. It's, it's, it's idiotic. It's, it's unnecessary. It's, it's, I mean, the IRGC, like you said, is an extremely dangerous organization. Their argument is, well, you know, sometimes they just get constrained They don't want to be in there. They're not really true believers, but how do you know, Right. how do we know what their heart, what's in their hearts and minds? It's better to just say none of those people get in ever. Right? Why
1: would you take a chance? It's like that it's, that old that insane. old that old analogy of you've got a bowl of grapes in front of you. You know, two of them are have cyanide and going to kill you. You are going to start eating grapes? I mean, this is insane. And is. Um, it, 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 there's there's it. it, it the whole point is supposed to be that these people coming here are just people who can't get a job and they're just, they're coming uh, here they're to take jobs the American people won't get. There's nobody from the Iranian Republican Guard. And by the way, what happened to our asylum laws that say you got to go to the first country you enter? And instead of all these people flying in from all around the world trying to come in here. And I'm so sick and tired, Todd Benzman, of these hashtags every year on 9-11. Never forget when we've got this going on and these people being invited here. We've already learned that there's no proper way to vet. And the Shame on anybody involved in this group that's bragging tonight that the shelter will provide housing, medical care, meals, and legal and legal services to these people to try to get them into our country. Um, some of which have already come come through uh, the Yuma sector. Agents already apprehended fourteen nationals uh, from Iran. And am I, am, am I, refresh my memory, Todd Benzeman was Soleimani, wasn't he the head of the Iranian Republican? Yeah. Gar- uh huh. Yeah, we
2: yeah we hell fired him. Yeah, uh, from the earth, and uh, deservedly so. But um, yeah, I mean, I just uh, the the development about uh, the IRGC people is a uh, you know letting them in is a a real sore point for me. I think people need to have their congressmen and senators uh, stand up on this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, this cannot be allowed to happen. It just cannot be allowed to happen.
1: Right. We've it's got a Congress. Yeah. We, yeah. We all need to be on the phone. We've got congressmen with it, with our representatives and uh, it, it's shame on Daryl Issa here in San Diego. I haven't heard a word from him about this. Um, we've got Congressman Biggs who's going to be on the show on Tuesday. He's my favorite congressman in terms of being vocal about stuff going on at the border. And you are as well. You are one of the leading reporters and journalists and, and people that are reporting at accurately and truthfully on what's happening at the border and not enough Americans are getting the truth and thank you for all you do in the course of that. And thanks for being here tonight. Happy 4th of July, by the way, Todd Benzman.
2: Yeah, you too. And you. Uh, good luck with the bigs. I, uh, I, I was down on the border with him just a few weeks ago. He, he means it, that guy.
1: Yes, he does. He's he's absolutely amazing. So, all righty. Um, thank you so much for being here, Todd Bensman. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. All right. Bye-bye. Good night. All right. Y'all stay tuned. You know, everybody's wondering today, why did Kamala backtrack on her saying full stop that Biden was going to run again in 2024 and she was going to be his ticket mate? have never heard of a ticket mate. Is that kind of like ticket mate? Is that like Postmates where you get food delivery? I don't know. We're going to talk a little bit about Kamala when we come back from the break. Stay tuned. This is the Andrea K. Show on the, the Answer San Diego.
0: AK, Dynamite and Address, or just Andrea K? Whatever you call her. Don't call her fake news. It's the Andrea K Show on the Answer San Diego.
1: Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. What other ruling did SCOTUS issue today that might have just put a just put a stake in the heart of the Vampiris AOC and her Green New Deal plans. Well, we've got uh, an expert on all things EPA and all things energy-related, Bonner Cohen coming up. First time on The Andrea K Show. So stay tuned for that because he's actually an expert in all of these areas. Um I just read during the break, before the break, we were talking to Todd Benzman, border expert on the ruling by SCOTUS today about the remain in Mexico. I thought he brought some really good analysis there on that. And then then I saw during the break some excellent analysis from Matt Schlapp um, from CPAC. And sometimes Matt can be a little on the squishy side for me, but he actually said something that nobody else has said um, when when we've in the last week or so is we've had some of these most incredible Rulings from SCOTUS. I didn't I never thought in my lifetime I would see the overturning of Roe v. Wade, the level of and even if you're not sure if you agree with this decision on the border today or the next one we're going to share with you guys about the EPA, there's no mistake that this court had a fearlessness about it that we have never seen before by anybody that was supposed to be a conservative. And Matt Schlapp says the difference clearly is Donald J. Trump. And he actually calls out, he says, there's not, there's not been, he's the first Republican president who did not, in the form of some appeasement or throw crumbs to the other side, as he put it, offer up some SCOTUS justice who's, quote, a moderate. He said that Ronald, and and it's true. We've always, been disappointed with every other Republican Party, and at least in my lifetime, every other Republican Party's justice nominees have been a, have, have um, been at least 50 percent wrong. We could always count. And I've and I've talked about it before. Then that I, I've asked even posed the question, how come how come we, we only get it right about 50 percent of the time when the Democrats get it right every time, every nominee they put on the court? is the liberal that they want them to be. And us, we end up getting disappointed. Well, and that includes Ronald Reagan, who gave us Sandra Day O'Connor, right? That includes 41. It includes W who gave us John Roberts. And by the way, um, I got a text message from a friend of mine. Correct the record. It was Kavanaugh and Roberts on uh, the remain in Mexico. So I got that wrong. Thank you, friend, for, for texting me and keeping, keeping it honest here. Um, And he says the difference is Trump. I mean, Trump was he promised that he was going to put forth conservatives and he stayed true to that. He actually said, I'm going to nominate justices that will repeal Roe v. Wade. He said it and he did it. The difference is Trump, and that's why they're so scared of him and trying to keep him out. Yes, he's made some mistakes, you know, we, in terms of staffing and how to handle different cabinet positions, but the man was absolutely fearless. Um, do we see that kind of fearlessness and that kind of courage in Kamala? She's such a, she's such a, a sage, isn't she? Um, a lot of people are questioning. She said, full stop, that... Biden will run again in 2024, and she will be his ticket mate. Have you ever heard? What's a ticket mate? <laughs> She's going to be the ticket mate, she says. What other pearls of wisdom has Kamala Harris brought to us recently? Skins, I think you've got a clip. Um, listen, full stop. Don't stop thinking about Tomorrow. Okay. Don't stop. Cause it'll soon be here. Okay. <laughs> it'll soon be here. <laughs> it'll be here better than before. Okay. Yesterday is gone. Yesterday is gone. Okay. It's gone. <laughs> and listen, full stop. It is gone. Yeah. <laughs> I've watched that clip so many times and it still cracks me up. It's never not funny. And if Saturday Night Live was still a good comedy show, she would be the she'd be the the host of the show Saturday Night. I don't even know the name of this Kamala Harris impersonator, but it just cracked me up so much. And you know, as as ridiculous as she sounds there, she actually sounds better than Kamala, Kamala Harris. As dumb as Kamala as she's portraying Kamala, I should say. In this, Kamala actually sounds even dumber in her actual clip. All right, we're going to take a break. We come back. We're in a good mood tonight because of these SCOTUS rulings of what's happening. And there's actually one involving green energy and the EPA we're going to share with you guys when we come back with Bonner Cohen.
0: Andrea Kaye telling you like it is, all while eating a donut. The Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego.
1: Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show for our final segment on Hour 1. SCOTUS with another big ruling that some people are saying today really was the um the beginning of the end of the democrats green new deal and the great some even saying it's the end of the great reset i think that may be taking it a bit too far but i'm not an expert in this area so i'm glad we have one on the show with us tonight first time on the andrea k show bonner cohen He's actually author of the book, The Green Wave, Environmentalism and Its Consequences. He's uh, currently a senior political analyst at CFACT, which is Committee for a Constructive Tomorrow. His articles have been everywhere, all the legit places from Investors, Business Daily, Forbes, Wall Street Journal and beyond. And he joins me now. Hello, Bonner Cohen. Thank you for being on the Andrea K. Show tonight.
3: Thank you very much for having me. I'm delighted to be here.
1: Oh, man, what a voice you have. Perfect for radio, my dear. Thank you. Thank you. Um, okay, Mr. Smooth Groove, tell us what we need to know about the SCOTUS ruling today, and what it means for the left's Green New Deal plans.
3: Well, it's a step in the right direction. Uh, What the Supreme Court has decided is that EPA, if it wants to regulate certain emissions, greenhouse gas emissions, uh, under the guise that this will have something to do with preventing quote-unquote climate change, it must have specific congressional authorization to do so. It can't make things up out of whole cloth. Beginning with the Obama administration, uh, the EPA, and it did this under the direction of the Obama administration, attempted to regulate greenhouse gas emissions, primarily carbon dioxide, from coal-fired power plants. Trump administration did away with that, and now the Biden administration wants to bring it back, but it can't bring it back because the Supreme Court said, no, if you want to do this, fine, but you need to go to Congress and get a law passed that says specifically that you can do this. You can't make it up on your own. So what we're doing here is we're returning to the separation of power. Mm-hmm. Because if, uh, under the situation we have here in Washington, where, where I am, we have allowed federal agencies <laughs> to become de facto lawmakers. Congress mm-hmm. has delegated uh, its uh, regulatory authority to agencies. Congress passes laws. A lot of them are vague. You have a regulatory agency like EPA comes along, and they make rules and regulations saying how that law is to be carried out. Each rule and regulation has the force of law behind it. And a lot of times, EPA or any other federal agency, FDA, the whole alphabet soup, they will go well beyond what Congress originally intended, and that makes them de facto lawmakers. Mm -hmm. Uh, It screws up the whole concept of what the Constitution was supposed to do, namely separation of powers. So that's really what today's Supreme Court decision means. It's a very good thing uh, simply because it reigns in the administrative regulatory state which has been out of control for a long, long time.
1: I think that is that, that fantastic summary, by the way, and even a, a summary that even somebody like myself, who doesn't, you know, you hear a story like this and you think, oh gosh, how in the weeds is this going to get in terms of green energy and in coal plant, coal plants and this and that? When the re- when really, this is really an argument that has to do with our, with our constitution, not about how energy works. And so many yeah, times, right. yeah. So we'll, one thing
3: here is the precedent that's being set. Uh, because this is going to go way beyond EPA, way beyond energy. Any federal agency that wants to come along and impose regulations has to have congressional authorization
1: and that and, and exactly and, and as you were talking and describing what this was about i was thinking it, it, this is we've got so many examples of these unelected bureaucrats that are actually controlling our country when they weren't elected into office and they don't have the power under the constitution to do this whether it's osha trying to mandate that every employer out there require employees to get shots or whether it's you know the cdc or you know we've got so many different department of education i mean so many different examples of these deep state, the FBI and the DOJ. Um, we've got so many examples of this. And it, However, okay, so it's going to, they, they, practically speaking, we know that the Democrats and those that want this administrative state to stay in power, um, how is this, from a practical standpoint, going to play out, you think?
3: Well, uh, they will give up. These people play a long game. And they now know they can't do this, so they will try to do that. Uh, They'll try to come up with some other mechanism that will allow them, again, through the regulatory state, to see if they can get away with it. They'll hope that the composition of the Supreme Court will change in the not-too-distant future, or that um, they can come up with some other scheme, an executive order or what have you, that will enable them, what they're trying to do, is force feed the American uh, public uh, a steady diet of renewable energy, primarily wind and solar. And as you long-suffering people in California know only too well, uh, that story does not have a happy ending, because you have been subject to blackouts and brownouts, and sadly, you're going to continue uh, to have to deal with that problem. And so, uh, but that's what these people are trying to do. This mm. is about transforming society, yes. not by new technologies coming along, letting the marketplace have that, but by government fiat. Uh, it will it end very badly, uh, we, whether we are talking about force-feeding us electric vehicles, uh, wind and solar power, putting together the whole uh, infrastructure for all of this, Uh, They're in way over their heads. Mm -hmm. And sadly, it is ordinary people who are going to be paying for this, not only paying for it in the sense that your electricity bills, your gas bills, as you can already tell, are going to go way up, uh, but you're going to be paying for this. In loss of liberty.
1: Well, I think uh, that's... What uh, the it,
3: government is trying to do, the administrative right. regulatory state, the Democrats, and what have you.
1: Well, what we, we've and only got about... Thir- we don't. Right. Well, we've only got about 30 seconds left. I want everybody to, to read your book, The Green Wave, Environmentalism and Its Consequences. And I'm so glad I had you on tonight because as you people go into the midterms, you need to be thinking about the... the The gifts that have been given to you by SCOTUS with these rulings, in particular this one and think about because if it's got to go back to the legislature and Congress has to is is now going to be having a say so, this is your opportunity to vote in those that are going to put an end to all this green energy fascism and tyranny. Uh, Bonner Cohen, thank you for being here tonight. Appreciate it. Take Thank it. you for having me. All right, Thank you. On. We'll have you back soon. All right. Now, you guys don't go anywhere. we got another hour of the Andrea K. Show coming on up and some breaking news on the deep state regarding COVID shots. Yeah, that's continuing. And so will we.